The following resource is presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. In a world where nothing is certain, Welcome to the Identity Matters Worldview Institute. This is Part B. Now you may not respect your leader, but you can be loyal to your leader. Your leader may be one of these bosses that that he or she themselves does not honor the authority above them, making independent decisions that are affecting you. You can still be loyal and faithful to the corporation's mission. That's how the Bible works. Your pastor may have messed up. He may be continuing to mess up. But if you are loyal to Christ in him or the mission that was given to that church, you're in good shape. But human relationships don't work that way. And then betrayal of the listeners and readers. If you're a writer like me, if you're a podcaster like me, that's a big one. If you're writing manuals, corporate manuals, it's going to affect you. If you're a communicator, a promotional speaker for your company, it's going to affect you. Whatever your deal is, that has to break down. Because once that begins to start breaking down, distrust gets to the world. The enemy checks the box. And then betrayal of trusted relationships. These are relationships beyond saying so-and-so's my friend. This is a trusted relationship that goes to the top of the next pile. It could be the successor of the corporation. It could be the associate pastor. It could be the wife. A successor is someone who is going to carry on the vision carry on the corporate mission, carry on the church's mission, or carry on the family legacy. The eldest ones in the group are always the ones to carry on the legacy. So the ones that Satan's going to destroy first. Listen carefully. It's your vice president. It's your successor. If our president gets shot tonight, who becomes president? The vice president. This is easy modality. But yet Satan knows that in interpersonal trusted relationships that it will not be that clear to leaders or their followers. 
So he covertly comes through every one of these venues and destroys your mission bearer. The one who's to carry forth your mission as the President of the United States, CEO of a corporation, the senior pastor, or head of a home. And he works, and he works, and he works, and he works until betrayal is birthed. Once betrayal is birthed, someone has to die. And in Jesus' case, both of them did. Death always results from betrayal. You just got to give it a few years. Then the core teaching platform, which is what we use in terminology with ministries, but in a corporation it'd be the core mission platform. What is really the mission of our corporation? What do we want to get accomplished? See, in ministry, that core platform is where everything happens. So now he's gone through this tedious process to get to the core. So when we talk about the core in any type of threatening situation, nuclear bomb, you know, the core leaking to your vice president's leaking information. See, once that core is being affected, the next thing is going to happen. It's how politics works. It's how the media tries to break down the reputation of politicians so they implode. It's obviously he needs to resign. You see? Well, that's the, for us, it's the ministry visionary. Politics, it's the president. In the church, it's the senior pastor. There was a church just this week that there was an announcement made publicly that every one of the elders of this super mega church resigned because of their leader imploding. Now, I find no delight in that. I had another person contact me about a leader who was about to be imploded because of some news that came out of sexual abuse on some kids years before. And people think there's justice when it finally happens. No, there's not. There's no justice. There's implosion. The church is about to be affected again. And I'm not making light of certain leaders that need to step down because of sins. I'm just telling you how it works. Satan doesn't care about your numbers. He doesn't care about your products. He doesn't care about any of that stuff. What he cares about is destroying the visionary. The one casting the vision. Our president of the United States is a visionary. He casts vision every day. Probably does it in his dreams. Like I build coursework in my dreams. You see, if the visionary goes, the next thing that happens in the ministry model is the ministry is destroyed. 
For this church that recently came out with this new stuff, for them to be restored could happen, but unlikely. Will it go back to what it was before? And that arrow finally goes to Satan again, where the indwelling gospel of Jesus is obstructed. Now there is another box after this, and that is the people don't trust Jesus because of this. And Satan goes, well, that was my point. You see, people can't tap into the indwelling life of Jesus because they're clueless. All they've got is leaders to destroy. Anyone who does not honor and respect leaders and fulfills the biblical guidelines of elders is not saved. If they have twinges of rebellion, yeah, they could be indwelt. But if it is a lifestyle, how in the world can they consistently resist the voice of an elder and say that they're indwelt and following or believing or growing in Jesus Christ when they can't even listen to a human. That is not Godological. There's evidence that's demanding a verdict. Analyzing leadership. Therefore, there is nothing wrong with analyzing your performance in specific areas of leadership that have been assigned to you. In fact, I think it's required of you. Understanding and identifying where you already lead effectively is great, but exploring the weaker side of your leadership skills is better yet. Now, some of you are listening, you're not even taking this course because you're interested in leadership. These are life principles. A mom is a leader. An elder brother to the siblings is a leader. There is no place on earth that this will not apply. So every person who is in a leadership position should look forward to having those weak areas become strong points. And that is even a biblical principle. For when I am weak, I am strong. Well, if it's a biblical principle that worked for the biblical elders and characters and, and those who simply supported the ministry of Paul, Peter, John, all the rest of them, Why isn't it working for us? Because we lie about our weaknesses and then we turn around and think we're telling the truth about our strengths and in reality we're lying about those too. Then we get caught, so to speak, between the two. Then we lie again. You bring that employee forward or that church worker forward and say, could you please explain to me What part of this you didn't hear? I'm just curious. We even put it in a memo. Help me here. They'll lie right to your face. So they lie on this side, they lie on this side, and then when they get caught, they lie right down the middle. It's called the gray zone. Let your yes be yes, your no be no. 
Anything above and beyond this is evil. How can you be of evil? And if you translate it out as of Satan, how can, how can you be living in Satansville and call yourself an indwell believer? So leader, your first challenge is answering that question. Are you indwelt by the power and life of Jesus Christ? Because if you're not, all these are are skills. And once you admit it, you're there. So you can focus on the skills. You're just not going to get the crisis life part. Knowing where you need to further develop, not only enhance your skill level, but it will assist in achieving your authority's objective. That's usually why you work for people. Am I wrong there? I mean, seriously, are you working for this boss of yours because of your objectives? When you work for someone, you should be willing to work for nothing. But you're certainly thankful you're on the payroll. You see, you're believing in the mission of the corporation you're working for. I don't care if you're working at McDonald's or if you're working at a corporation that's all over the world. Well, I guess McDonald's is too. The ones, the employees within those companies that believe in the company's mission are the ones driving the sports cars. But the ones who are working there so that they can get their minimum wage, so that they can, you know, fix their oil leak, don't get it. You do have a choice on who you work for and the corporation you're going to represent because you're basically giving your life to them to help them accomplish their objectives. And I say to that, doesn't everyone know that? Is, is that not common sense of a four-year-old? I'm helping daddy mow the lawn because daddy has an objective to mow the lawn, so I'm going to give it my best as a four-year-old, even though you know whatever their best is is not going to cut it. No pun intended. But it is the effort that they apply to serve their daddy to make sure he accomplishes his goal of mowing the lawn. Four-year-olds get it. Why don't 14-year-olds get it? Why not 44-year-olds get it? You already know the answer to this question. Here's our 18 qualities. Number one, a crisis life leader knows that all forms of authority are established by God for his divine purposes. How many believe that it's a good idea for us to get our pencils, better yet, a black magic marker, and you just, you, you just simply take that marker and you black out all forms. Okay? Here's how it would go. Christ is life leadership knows that some forms, or not even put that in there at all, 
Some forms of authority are established by God for his divine purposes. The world is literally built on judging leaders. The church people are saying every day, all day long on text messages and all these places I get my research, they're basically saying he's not worth respecting. Good job, I quit too. Yeah, that leader didn't earn my respect, so they're not going to get it. You know, your respect is worthless. It's worthless. Who needs your respect? The world's going to continue to turn, believe it or not, when some leader doesn't have your respect. And usually the leaders don't care if you respect them. They want you to come when you're called. But that is where the breakdown is. They also understand that quality leadership starts with quality submission. Good principle. Number two, when assigning tasks by the leader's authority, the leader's authority, they consider the people skills of those that work for them. I'm going to give you guys a little secret of this leadership thing I do on the internet that actually filters down into a real building, whether it's a hut, whether they're under the tree, Shadrach, wherever. It's real deal. And it starts from one seat. And from that one seat, that leader's got to sit. I have this massive wall-sized whiteboard in my office. And I sit in my chair and I go, God, please give me the flow of how to get this to be knocking on the doors of the South Sudan. How are we going to do this? Shannon will even tell you, I literally put in the boxes of Twitter, Google+, Plus, you know, and then, okay, where does that go? Who does that influence? How many numbers are in there? And I go all the way across the board until I have the South Sudan. Well, I'm doing that with Ethiopia. And I'm telling you, I am compulsive about those details. But it's in a plan. It's not random. So going to the next box, to the next box, to the next box is not difficult. But if you don't have a plan, can someone please here tonight tell me how God can direct your steps? You mommies, you daddies, you church leaders, you corporate leaders, you political leaders, you must have a plan before 9 a.m. every day. I get up between 4 or 5 every single day of my life putting a plan together. There are going to be surprises through the day, right? Guess what I pull up to look at? And the one I'm working on right now, I'm not erasing the whiteboard until the event is over. And as these little things start to come in to attack the boxes, I know exactly where the enemy's at and what he's attempting to do. And if I don't understand computer coding, I'm on my face before God saying, I need 
knowledge of the holy to figure out this coding. And he gives it to me. So for someone to refer to you as, man, you're a computer geek. Man, you're a genius. Man, you're this. Man, you're that. They don't get the Christ's life leadership thing. Do you know that Jesus Christ has the ability to do absolutely anything he wants inside your mind? He can reveal great plans of his Father, or he may just give you little pieces of bread. Because that's all you can handle. Rebels love diets. So God gives them crumbs. I don't want crumbs. I want meat with mushrooms soaked in butter with garlic and then a nice baked potato smothered with sour cream and cheese. Bacon bits. And then a a salad that's got all the goodies. Is there a verse about that? It says there are those that drink milk. Then there are those that are of the meat of the gospel. Give me the meat, Jesus. I'm a big boy. But you know, I like to spice things up. And you know what? He does. Lord gave me four ideas today when I was working on an integration for our open house. And I'm telling you guys, it was ingenious. And you're going to see during those four days of the open house. Well, it was not me who was the genius. The Lord said, do this. And it'll link every single one of them without any work on your part. I'm like, surely not. So I grabbed the code, dropped it in several sites, pulled it all together. And he said, well, God's not into computers. You want to bet? The largest ministries in the entire world are on the internet right now. And as long as I can make an imprint, I'm going to. Because the Lord is. God uses all things for the good to those that love him. Then when assigning tasks by a leader's authority, see what they actually have to do is to be able to they're, the leaders getting their task, they're turning this way and handing the leaders that they're submitting to, to the worker. Well, the worker's over here with this donkey attitude, and they think it's all about them and their boss, them and the, the senior pastor, them and their dad, them and their whatever. They don't, they don't get it. That rebellion is affecting all the way upline until that verse is properly addressed. All authority is established by God. He who opposes authority opposes God. Do you not know that you will reap condemnation upon yourself? 
You could be driving around a sports car because you're a liar and a thief, but your day is coming. It implodes. It just takes years. Three, a quality leader will not doubt themselves or their abilities to succeed in Christ. Well, I wish I could check the 100% mark on that baby. But I will tell you this. The majority of my life, I hear God and I am flat out immovable. And I endure to the end till that task is completed. That is a Christ quality, not a Steve quality. Christ endured to the end. A leader expects nothing less than top-notch results from themselves and from their workers. You have to. Doesn't mean you're going to get it out of yourself or your workers. You have to expect it. Because you have nothing to do the assessment and the measurement by if you do not. Expectations creates assessments. Assessments creates performance measurement. How are they doing as a son? How are they doing as a sociopath? How are they doing? Well, if you've got no plan to look at on the board, how do you know? Well, I just let them wander and hang themselves. Okay. It is not good not to have expectations. Number five, the leadership works harder than what they expect out of their workers. Now that's an easy one for me because I understand the vision and mission because I'm the visionary. Okay? So that's why you can look at CEOs of corporations been there for 50 years, 40 years, 30 years or whatever. You go, don't they ever get tired of what they're doing? No, they do not. Some of you know of these leaders I'm talking about. They're in their late 60s, they're in their 70s, and you ask him to call to speak to the staff, you know, worldwide, or in a state, or in their corporate building, and they're just as passionate like it was the first day of their job. It's because they're the visionary. Visionaries go down hard and they come up fast. That is the evidence of a visionary. People that go down and stay down are not visionaries. And if you're heading up a corporation or a church and you're not a visionary, stop now and go find a visionary. Disciple and train them so that they're able to carry your vision. Because you are not a visionary, so therefore you can drop like a fly, quickly. And that's what's happened to our leadership in the world today. So expecting is healthy. Now where we're going to pick up on this in the next chapter is we're going to be talking about number six. And we'll just see how far we get in that chapter in regard to the explanations of quality leadership. But please click on that button that says contact your instructor because I don't want you to get the certificate I want you to get the principle 
And I want you to get the principle so that you can get Christ. That is our agenda with everything we do. The other thing I want you to remember to do is in that upper left-hand corner, you'll see I am disgust, not I am disgusted. That's I am disgust. That is our discussion network. It is linked to people all over the world. You can put a question out there like, how many of you believe this Christ as life leadership stuff? Or ask what any kind of question you want. And you'll probably be amazed at the feedback you'll get. It's how I communicate with some very powerful, famous people. Is through this network. To get responses. So please use it. Have fun with this course. Even if you're under conviction right now. Looking forward to chatting with you in our next chapter. This resource has been presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. For more information about our ministries, visit us online at iomamerica.org. That's iomamerica.org.